That was good. That was good preaching. I was there with you guys the whole time. I'm not sure why you couldn't see me, but I'm, I'm with you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to see you this morning. Give honor to my parents. I love so much mom and dad and grandma. I see you. I love you very much. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen you and um, it's good to see everybody this morning. Uh, the Lord gave me a message a couple of weeks ago that uh, I feel strongly is a message for the hour right now. And I feel that the Lord will bless you if you'll open up your spirit to the word of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Joshua chapter three, and we're going to read verses one through five, and then verse 13 through 17. Joshua chapter three, verses one through five, and verse 13 through 17. Praise God. Joshua rose early in the morning. They removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and when they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. There shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Verse 13, shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon and heat. came to pass when the people were removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. The waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is, beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed, were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. The priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over. Uh, I want to preach to you this morning from the subject, Parked at Impossible. Parked at Impossible. Lord Jesus, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. We take authority over every attack, every stronghold, everything the devil wants to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let your word get loose into every situation, every circumstance, both corporately, individually, every family, every battle. In Jesus' name we pray, and somebody said amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Um, it's interesting how uh, you can be so excited about something that's coming, and uh, they the Israelites were they were they were that they had finally endured all the wilderness could hold and all the 
delays and all the problems and wars and crazy issues. And finally, they were about to have that promise that God had told them 40 years before. And it was just an exciting time. And and they only had one barrier to get through. Just one breakthrough was all they needed. They just needed to get through the Jordan River. And once they were there, they were on the doorstep of the promised land. And all the things that God had said he would give them was going to happen. Just one breakthrough is all we need. Just one answered prayer, just one move of God. And it wasn't like they didn't have anything to go off of. They had they had a they had a story that their moms and dads had told them about being at a Red Sea and how God had rolled back that Red Sea like a like a highway and put two walls of water, one on each side. So they knew if God can do that to a sea, surely he can open up a river. And so we have this one barrier, but we're not worried about it. God's going to move it. God's going to take care of it. God's going to fix it. God's going to intervene. And we're headed to the promised land. Just one breakthrough is all that we need. And so they came up to the Jordan River and full of faith and full of excitement, only to have the Jordan River stare at them and not open up at all. After one hour and two hours and three hours and four hours and 10 hours, the Jordan River was raging, the Bible said. In fact, if there was a worst time of the year, Brother Anthony, to, tr to come to this river, it would have been the moment that they were there. Any other month would be better than this. Any other day would be better. Any other week. Now, this was just not the right time. This is this, It's a raging river. It's overflowing. It's mocking them. And God parked them at an impossible situation and made them stare at it. Sometimes God will put you in a place where you cannot fix the situation by yourself, but he will make you stare at the problem because he wants you to recognize that without him, nothing is nothing works, nothing is possible. With men, it shall be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. But sometimes we get caught up in what we're headed toward and what we're going to do, and God has to park us in a situation where we cannot fix it. It's almost like God uses these situations to humble us from time to time and make us realize how much we need him. I know our faith can move mountains, but sometimes faith that moves mountains does not move rivers and rivers that will flow and rage against you. And it's almost frustrating sometimes, Brother Playl. I'll say this, if you want to get frustrated real quick, just try to figure out God's timing in the situation you're in. Just try to figure out what God's doing every step. You'll be more frustrated than anybody on planet Earth because he doesn't talk when he parks you at the river. It's almost like he just lets the test go and gets quiet and lets the river rage right in front of you. And two hours and 10 hours and two days go by and nothing is changing. What in the world were we thinking? Surely God was going to move this thing. This is, he promised us this. So what in the world? Why is he not fixing it? Why is he not intervening? Why is he not doing it like he did before? 
before. He, he rolled it back before. He created a highway in the middle of a sea. And my, our parents and grandparents walked over on dry land. And we're sitting here holding on to the promise. And, and we, he knows we can't fix this. Do you know that God knows you cannot fix the situation? I know you want to hook him up with your miracle, but you can't. He only can come through in the situation that you're in. But sometimes when he puts us at a standstill, it's not to hurt us. It's not to scare us. It's to take us into a deeper dimension of trust that if God doesn't move, we don't survive. And if God doesn't come through, we don't come out of it. But I'm thankful that I'm holding the hand of the one that has led me to the river. Because if he brought me this far, surely he's going to bring me through this. Is there anyone that can testify he's brought you to where you are right now? He brought you to the river. And if he brought you to the river, he knew the river was there. So God has a plan. And God has a strategy. And God knows the outcome. And all you need to do is park at the river and stare at it and say, sooner or later, my God's going to do something. I don't know. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know with who he's going to do it through, but I know he brought me to the river and there's still a promise on the other side. And my promise is still breathing. So I'm not stopping here. You know, it's almost like he must really want the glory in this situation. The longer you wait at the river, the more glory he must want in this thing. It's almost like we praise everybody but him sometimes. We praise the doctor. We praise the boss. We praise our spouse. We praise the preacher. But we ought to get to a place where we need to praise God. If he uses the boss, wonderful. If he uses the doctor, wonderful. If he uses the preacher, awesome. But it was the Lord who made the way. It was the Lord who opened up the path. It was the Lord who came through. Uh, he's holding me up so I'll make sure I praise the right one. He's holding me up so I'll make sure I'll glorify the right one. Your boss didn't do this. I did. Your preacher didn't do this. I did. The lawyer didn't do this. I did. I have got you in a place that only I can move the river. Hmm. And it's almost like when you get to a place like this and you can't fix it, what you're almost saying, well, what do I do? What, what can I do? If, if it's up to him and only he can move it, then what, 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 what can I do? And Joshua said, here's a secret. Sanctify yourself, which means to prepare or consecrate yourself. There's a dimension beyond staring. And it's sanctifying. He's saying, I can't move the river, but I'm going to prepare for the river to move. I'm going to clean up anything in my life that is not clean. Because I know that if I get sanctified, God's going to do something for me. My sanctification does not impress God. My righteousness is as filthy rags. But I'm still trying to get his attention. I wish somebody would go ahead and get God's attention. Um, I know I can't impress you, God. I know I can't twist your arm. I know I 
I can't demand an outcome, but can I just get your attention? Can I just do something for you to see me right now? Can I just uh, find a way to connect? And if you want to get God's attention, sanctify yourself. Clean up the things that are unholy. Clean up the things that are impure. Clean up the things that are unrighteous. You may not feel like you're doing anything and impressing anybody else, but in the spirit, I'm getting God's attention. I'm sanctifying myself. There's a uh, there's a lot of homeless people in the town that we currently live in in Pensacola, and they're under a lot of bridges and at every every traffic light it seems like, and and they all you know have the signs you know uh, need money, work for food, etc. Please help. But there's one guy that seems to stand out to me and everybody else uh, in the city that he, he just seems to stand out. He's a, he's an African American man, very skinny. He was in the Navy, at least his hat says he was in the Navy. And he's got a pair of scissors and he's got a rake and he stands out in the median and he gets on his hands and knees and he begins to cut the grass with scissors in the median. He will then stand up the next time you see him and you'll see him raking the dirt outside the median. He doesn't, he's not hired by the city. The city's not paying him to do this, but he has a sign that says, see, I'm telling you, I really will work. If you just give me a chance, I really will work. His sign is, is, is trying to show people what he's doing. It's very feeble. When he's on his knees with scissors, it, it's embarrassing. It's it's very sad to see. And that's sometimes how I feel like my righteousness is before the Lord. And I'm trying to get his attention. And I, it's like I got a pair of scissors and I'm cutting the grass saying, God, see, I know this doesn't impress you, but I'm just trying to stop you on your pathway today and see me. Is there a Bartimaeus in the room right now that says, I just got to do something to get his attention? Is there someone? that would crawl through a crowd and say, I, I, this is, I look feeble, but I'm after a miracle. I, I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to get his attention. You, you can sit there and critique those all you want to, but someone's going to get a miracle soon. Someone's going to get an answer from God, and they're going to do whatever they've got to do to get it. If I've got to cut the grass with scissors, I'll cut the grass with scissors. If I've got to rake the rocks in the road with cars honking at me, I'm going to do something to get God. God's attention. Give us a group of people, God, that will do anything to get your attention. I'm just going to sanctify myself. I know it's not enough. I know that my, my salvation comes from you. I know that if you don't have mercy on me, I'm on my way to hell. I know I can't fix myself, but here's my feeble attempt for you to see me. He said, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you, not before you, not in front of you, not for your future, but among you, which means in the midst of the people. He said, God's about to visit Palmer. He's about to walk in the pews. He's about to go aisle to aisle, looking for people that are sanctified. They may not be perfect, but they're just trying to get my attention. They don't have everything right, but they're just trying to get 
get me to notice them. He said, you might want to start getting ready because I'm about to do a visitation in your atmosphere and I'm going to do wonders among you. Don't be the one that criticizes because you'll be the one that watches somebody else get healed, watches someone else get delivered, watches someone else get the job, but do your best to get connected to the spirit. He cut them out. If I'm stuck, let me get in the spirit. If you send John to Patmos, he will get in the spirit and he will see things he's never seen before. That's what happens when you get stuck. You either get mad or you get connected. You either get angry or you pray and fast. You either say, God, why me? Or you say, God, why not me? Can I get your attention? I wish somebody would ignore everybody around you. Throw your hands in the air and say, Lord, I need a miracle. I need an answer. I need a situation resolved. I don't know how to get your attention, but whatever you want me to do, I will do it. I will sanctify myself. I'll prepare myself the best I can so that you'll do a wonder in my house. Do a wonder in my marriage. Do a wonder with my baby. Do a wonder in my body. Is there anyone that needs a wonderful God? I said it's about to get wonderful. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You need to start declaring it's about to get wonderful. Full of wonder. It's about We're about to see things only God can do. We're about to see God do things only he can do. Why don't you take 30 seconds and praise him right in the devil's face right now? Why don't you stand to your feet and worship the Lord while you're staring at the river and say, God's going to make a way. God's going to come through. I'm just going to get ready for what he's about to do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. John said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. The word way is the road, but the word paths is the trodden road. The road that he goes up and down all the time. He said, get that road ready. The visitation is coming. He's coming up and down the road. Get yourself ready. Get your life ready for a miracle from him. Oh, hallelujah. Tomorrow, there will be wonders. And he said, get ready for it. And the Bible said that he told them, when you see the priest head toward the river, then pack your bags and head toward the river. When you see leadership move, you need to move. When you see leadership going forward, you need to go forward. When you see leadership stretching faith, you need to stretch faith. When you see leadership saying, let's get with it, you need to get with it. When you see hakatasha, when the fire moves, you move. When the pillar of cloud moves, you move. When pastor moves, you move. Because that's the key to stepping through the obstacle. You're not facing the river alone. Somebody's already closer to the river than you are. Somebody somebody has it worse than you do. Somebody's closer to their obstacle than you are. You just need to keep stepping toward the river. Step toward the raging river. God is going to do what only God can do. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. So here's what happens next, Brother Stacy. The Bible said they sanctified themselves and, and they got ready. And, and, and Joshua said, when you see the feet, when you see the soles of the feet of the priest, rest in the water. 
That's your signal to go after it. And I want to show you something that he said, when you see the soles of the feet rest, the sole of your foot is the place that takes the most pressure. It carries all the weight. He said, when you see the place that handles the most pressure, learning to rest, that's your signal to go forward. He said, I'm about about to give you rest where you would normally feel the most pressure. (laughs) The the place where you normally are stressed out is the place I'm going to send peace. The situation that we shata, the situation that would normally wear you out is the situation where you're going to have the most rest in. He said, you're going to see the souls of the priest resting. The, I wish the Holy Ghost would help somebody right now. The thing that you're stressed out about, you're about to rest in. I pray the seventh day God would get in you. I pray the God of the seventh day would get in your situation. The God of rest that can bring peace where you can't bring peace. That can bring peace where you have panic. That can bring peace where you have fear. That can bring peace where you have worry, where you have anxiety, where you have torment, and where you have doubt. I said, put your foot in the river and let it rest there. Put your feet in the river. Step into the obstacle with faith. And when you step into the obstacle, God's going to do something you could never do. He just wants you to rest in what is raging. It's raging, but I'm resting. It's stressful, but I'm resting. It's scaring me, but I'm resting. It's threatening me, but I'm resting because I have a hand of someone that's holding me. He's holding my hand. He's walking with me every day. He's carried me through the darkness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Lord is with you. Just step into the river. Somebody praise him right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. We're just getting into it. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) He said, you've never seen this. What's about to happen? You've never seen this type of miracle. I know they thought, yeah, we have. We've seen the Red Sea roll back, so I know what God's about to do. We know how God's going to fix it, and and he's just going to. But here's the problem, Brother Anthony. This is not a sea. It's a river. In the sea, the tide rolls away from you and back to you. But a river, the the current goes sideways in front of you. So it can't be the same miracle. See, the Red Sea, he rolled back the water all night long. It was like it rolled back like a highway. So on one side, there was a wall of water. On the other side, there was a wall of water. But this is different. This is different. This is a different current. This thing is, this is moving a different direction than what I was facing before. And so I need a different type of move. That's why you can't put God in a box and make him do it this time like he did it last time. Because the current you're facing this time is flowing at a different pace and a different rate and a different direction than what you dealt with before. And so now I need something to happen. And when they put their feet in the water. The Bible said the water that came down from above was cut 
off. It literally means that it stopped instantly and it began to stack up, Brother Anthony. On one side, if you looked at the water, it was just getting higher and higher and higher. But if you looked the other direction, it was getting drier and drier and drier. <laughs> this is all, you got to get this because this is going to make sense in a moment. It kept getting higher and higher and higher on one side, but drier and drier and drier on the other side. And they began to walk through on dry ground. Let me just say this, this is as a commercial real quick. You're not going to have to go through what the devil's telling you you're going to have to go through. He's, uh, he's telling you you're going to have to step into the waters, but the spirit said it's going to be dry ground. <laughs> the devil's saying it's going to be raging, but the spirit said it's going to be calm. The Tico Shata. The devil's saying it's going to drown you, but the spirit says it's going to be dried up because I am a God that stacks up the water on one side, but dries it out on the other side. So you know that you sometimes think what you're going to have to go through, but you don't know what I'm up to. I'm doing something different. I'm not making a highway. I'm building a wall. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why, everybody. The wall's getting higher and higher. Here's why God's building a wall. Because they're about to face another wall. Mm. They're about to have to walk around a Jericho with walls made of brick. And so God is getting them prepared for their Jericho victory by stacking up a wall. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. By stacking up a wall. That wall is all preparation. The waiting game was all preparation. Staring at the river was all preparation because you're about to march around the city and have a breakthrough in the city that you never could have before. And while you're walking by the wall of water, it's all a setup so that you walk around the walls of Jericho and see God do what only God can do. I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. When they got to Jericho, the Bible said when they came over that dry ground, it was right up against Jericho. That means that river was right up by that wall. First of all, your enemies are going to see what God's doing for you right now. I said the devil's going to see God making a way for you. People that don't want you to survive are going to see God open up that river. It's, it's so amazing what God is doing. It's not that just he's opening up the river. It's not just how he's doing it. It's where he's doing it. He put them at a place right up against the walls of Jericho so the enemy could see that if God opened up that and God let him march around that wall, what's he going to do when they get to our wall? I feel the Holy Ghost. And so someone needs to get a shout in their spirit right now because what you think is coming at you is going to stop and stand still. And the enemy that you thought was mocking you is watching you because they know if you keep coming, if you keep marching and if you keep walking and if you keep praying that what you've been through is a testimony of the victory that's coming. Shut up. Now watch this. 
<laughs> this is awesome, brother. Play this. This 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 is where it's this is where it gets real. Now I know what's going on. When they went around the walls of Jericho, that river that opened up was right there. Now I see why they made it seven days without saying anything. Because when they would get tired and weary and think this is not working, they could see the wall. Ah, they could see what they had just come through. They could see the spot. Some of you need to remember what the Lord has already done. And if you'll just look back at your Jordan, you will march around your Jericho. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I already know that I have a God that stops rivers and brings down walls. I have a God that's brought me through the fire and through the flood, and he didn't let the fire burn me, and he didn't let the waters drown me, so I've got victory coming now. Is there anyone that needs a word from God? God, keep marching around your obstacle. Keep marching around that thing staring down at you. Because when you look back at what he's already done, he got and what he's already brought you through, you know it's just a matter of time. I'm staring, but I'm stepping. I'm staring, but I'm stepping. And I know one thing. If he makes me stare at it and he makes me step to it. He plans on bringing me through it. I wish somebody would lick the devil in the eye and say, I'm going to keep marching. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm going to keep marching. I'm going to keep walking by faith and not by sight because I know God has brought me this far, not to drop me, not to barricade me, not to remove me, but to connect me to my destiny. Someone ought to get up on those feet, those weary legs, those exhausted nerves, and say he's still worthy of praise. I can't say what I want to say. He's making me be quiet while I'm marching around my wall. But every time I go to quit, I look back at my river and I say I can't quit because look what he did then. Look what he delivered me from. Look what he protected me from. Look what he kept me when I lost this, when I lost that. He still carried me. And so I can't quit now. I'm parked at impossible. But I have a God that with nothing shall be impossible. And so I know this. While I can't fix it, my job isn't to fix it. My job is to keep worshiping him, to keep walking around to keep circling my obstacle in silence. And even though I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and each night I end up right where I started and it feels like I'm not gaining any ground. I know that I know that I know that there's coming a day when I look at that wall and I say, you're coming down in the name of Jesus because I know when I can't go on, he will make a way. I feel walls cracking in the spirit right now. I feel some cracking. I hear some cracking. In the Holy Ghost.
Ghost. Let the walls start cracking. Let them fall flat. Let the power of God do what only the power of God can do. I wish somebody would lift up your voice and go after heaven right now. Would you just reach up to Jesus and reach out to him? The Jordan was a setup for my Jericho. <laughs> Jordan means death. That's what Jordan means. But Jordan didn't kill them. It just put a shadow over them. When they walked by the wall, there was the shadow of the Jordan over them. That's why the word said, yea, though I walk through the shadow of death. It's scary and it's dark, but it's not going to fall on you. It's just there as a testimony. Feel the Holy Ghost because the real battle is the Jericho. The real battle is the revival coming to Palmer. The real revival is breaking loose in Wasilla and Palmer in the entire area. And God's going to give you things you can't even fathom. So you need to believe Him while you're staring at the river, while you're sanctifying at the river, while you're stepping at the river, that this is not the end. This is a setup for the great victory that was promised to me. I don't even know where you are at in life, but I know there's an altar right in front of you that's calling your name saying get up here and praise him. Get up here and worship him because something is about to shift in your life and you're not going to go through what you think you're going to go through. Just come on up to the water. Come on up to the altar and let God do what only God can do. I open up the altars right now from Florida. I open up that atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to step out. Let the leadership head toward the river. Somebody start fasting. Somebody start praying. Somebody start giving. Somebody start doing something. Sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Something's about to hit the middle of the church. Revival in the middle of the church. I know you're fighting stuff that nobody knows about, but there is a God who's with you at impossible. No music, just worship somebody. Go ahead. Dad, go ahead and let the, you want to take it? Go ahead. I feel the Holy Ghost. Release that faith right now. I don't know what your river is at, but what, your, what level your river is at, how much it's raging, how loud it is. But I know this, sanctify and step. Sanctify and step. Sanctify step. Perakoto shandaye. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Why don't you lay hands on somebody right now? Why don't you lay hands on somebody beside you? You're not at your river by yourself. I said you're not at the river by yourself. Why don't you lay hands on somebody and step into that thing together right now? Step toward that river in Jesus' name. Ikatosha. <laughs> 